welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the owner of Scottish Football Forums. I'm once again joined by a regular, Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Craig. I see you've upgraded yourself from uh, the guy that introduces the podcast. Yeah, I spent all week trying to think of a funny introduction and I thought, nah, I can't do it, so I'll just go back to owner. Yeah, I, I won't even tell you what my the alternatives are going to be. Aye, I just will stick with owner. And we're also joined by Grumpy Greg. Evening, Greg. <laughs> All right. How are you enjoying your beer? It's going down nicely. Just about to open another one. I'm drinking Foster's tonight for a change. I told you already to ditch that rubbish. That rubbish in a can. I'm not as old as you, Greg. That's yeah, that would be the old, son. It's just uh, it's about quality, quality control. Maybe when I reach my 40s, I'll get into ale like yourself. Aye, I'm down to 40s, it's a cheeky wee... <laughs> You'll find out the water would have whipped your ass up my golf course. <laughs> I will see. I was out the back with my driver earlier. Aye, I know. I've heard you were practising. <laughs> Working up a sweat. He's not, he's not talking about his golf clubs. He's talking about the guy that drives him a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Less of that, eh? <laughs> right. Uh, on this week's podcast, we've got the. I'm reading off the agenda here. We've got the hello, right? Done. Tick that off. We've got the SPL review and a brief. SFL review from Chris. We've got a topic this week suggested by Chris and that's to discuss transfer fees and specifically transfer fees in Scotland. We'll mention the charity bet. It's a negative really after last week we were rubbish and also hopefully I don't forget to do the predictions (laughs) because last week I was I was strangely in a bit of a rush. I got confused but I'm easily confused. So, Chris, do you want to run us through your, your SPL review? Aye, why not? Uh, we'll start off with the, the 12.15 insanely early kick-off up in Dingwall. Uh, I was there myself, had to set the alarm to go to the football, it's just wrong. Anyway, it was uh, a one-each uh, draw with Ross County Celtic. Ross County continuing their unbeaten league record. Uh, it was a cracking free kick by Richie Britton uh, just after half-time, but it was cancelled out in the 93rd minute by Chris Commons. And somewhere in between, Celtic hit the bar twice, and Britain actually hit the bar uh, pretty much the same range as his free kick was. Hey, when Yama um, hit it with his shoulder, didn't he? He did die. Yeah, well, he hit the ball against the, the bar with his shoulder. He didn't actually hit the bar with his shoulder. <laughs> that didn't quite so, right? <laughs> uh, there was some dispute over a Samaras penalty, but to be honest, I don't remember it, and it's not seemed to have been in any highlights at all, so I can't really talk about it. No. Uh, moving on to the three o'clock kickoffs. We'll start at Tynecastle, but it was a two-each draw with Inverness. Uh, Hearts did have a 2-0 lead thanks to Arvidas Novakovas uh, opening goal and then a John Sutton penalty, which God only knows how it was a penalty. Uh, and that put the Hearts two up. Uh, Richie Foran had the last challenge, which he saw straight red for, which is probably about right. It's the only thing the ref got right because he then awarded another penalty in the second half, this time Inverness, which Andrew Shinney converted. And an extremely late Connor Pepper goal yeah, made sure that the 10 men get a two-each draw. Uh, going down to Rugby Park, it was Mullerville's first one of the season with a 2-1 win over Kilmarnock. Jamie Murphy opened the scoring with a wee mazy run. Uh, and then Gary Harkins levelled it before Murphy was sent through by Higdon for the, the winner that all came in the first half. Uh, up in Perth, it was a 2-1 win for Aberdeen. Another visiting win. Isaac Osborne opened the scoring and then Johnny Hayes doubled the lead thanks to a bizarre moment where Fraser Wright rounded his own keeper and then seemed to give the ball to Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> After that, Scott Vernon was denied twice by the offside flag and once by Dave Mackay's hand. <laughs> like, somehow Dave Mackay got away with it. 
But uh, then Nigel Hasselbank, uh, uh, pulled one back, wait, about seven minutes to go to give Aberdeen an unusually nervy finish, but they hung on. Uh, at New St Mirren Park, or whatever we're calling it, it was a, yet another away win, this time for Hibs, pushing on for their derby draw. They managed to get two goals thanks to Lee Griffiths, one of those in each half. Uh, in between that, there was a, a save by Ben Williams from a Paul McGowan penalty after James McPate had handled in the box. Uh, Stephen Thompson pulled one back but couldn't get the game level uh, and Griffiths was denied a hat-trick thanks to uh, the crossbar from a free kick. Unfortunately, there was bad news for St Mirren as Darren McGregor was stretched off after colliding with the goalkeeper. Uh, it's been revealed tonight he's ruptured his cruciate ligament, so uh, get well soon, Darren. He's uh, one of those ones that seems to habitually get injured. He's just back from another bad injury, so he's going to be out for a while, unfortunately. Is it not his second cruciate? It sounds like it, I think. Yeah, I don't I, know what his first one was, but it's pretty bad. Second one, he did the other leg last year. Oh, is that what it is? He's, he's done both legs now? Yep, yep second leg. Nasty. And then moving on to Sunday's game, it was the Dundee Derby, first time in what, seven years in the SPL. Uh, and Dundee United pretty much romped it 3 0. There was a really bad flap by Rab Douglas for the first goal, and Gavin Gunham was able to head into empty net. And then we had two goals for Johnny Russell, the second of which was an absolute peach of a strike. Yep. For the corner of the penalty box, uh, one of those pick it out moments. Uh, but unfortunately, Johnny Russell was then sent off in the second half for uh, what was pretty much less than handbags with Stephen O'Donnell, both of which have appealed. Yep. Well, let's go back and talk about Johnny Russell's strike because that's worth talking about. Oh, aye, it's uh, definitely worth talking about. I, I was texting a guy who unfortunately couldn't make the game. He's a Dundee United fan, and uh, I described it as a contender for goal of the season. I know it's early and I know that people often get carried away but I still think that I think it was just so simplistic just basically hit it as hard as you can in, in the top corner Aye, Simple. Absolute, absolute peach keepers did no chance and to be fair it was the, the second goal of the weekend that was an absolute peach because uh, Richie Britton's goal up in uh, Dingwall was an absolute like, cracking free kick Fraser Foster's did no chance of saving it Aye, I didn't see it but I'm sure I would have enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> I hear it was tight that game? Uh, it was very tight, yeah. I mean, other than hitting the crossbar a couple of times, Celtic looked like, sort of, they looked like, they were struggling with injuries, that didn't help, so they were creating chances, but they weren't really finding, they, they were winning the odd header once in a while, but Ross County were defending pretty well, and they, they stood firm for 92 and a half minutes. Uh, there was a bit of moaning in the, after the game from uh, Derek Adams saying where did the three minutes come from because it was only Celtic that made any substitutions well if you count 30 seconds of substitute that's a minute and a half of the three so you're looking for another minute and a half uh, there was one point in the second half that Derek Adams actually stood with the ball in his hand to stop a throw-in getting taken I don't know if he was complaining about the, the shape of the ball or if it was flat or something but there was a big delay in the taking of that throw-in uh, Ross totally spent a lot of time delaying taking his throw-ins the goalkeeper was getting pulled up for uh, not taking goal kicks quick enough and really you can add that up to a minute and a half no bother at all so I don't think Derek Adams is much to complain about it's, it's, it's not a science anyway is it this adding no. on time because see see if you ever look at the first half the maximum you'll get is like a minute it doesn't matter what happens in the first half you'll get like a minute max most of the time you won't get anything added on in the yeah. second half they then come up with this I know what you're talking about, this 30 second per substitute, but they just make it up as they go along. Oh, Depends I, if they're I, enjoying the game. If the ref's thinking, right, I'm going to go home early, he'll, he'll just cut the time. If he's enjoying the game, he'll, he'll add it on. I habitually find that if there's any time added on in the first half at all, it's a minute. 
and if there's any time added on and the second half, it's three minutes. Except in England, where they always seem to have like, four and five minutes added on at the end. Depends that never seems to happen as much up here. If Fergie's got his way. <laughs> I suppose it does. Aye. But Greg, you're never going to believe this, but I never mm-hmm. got to see the, the Ross County Celtic game because I was actually on my way to Ibrox in the car. No. You'll never believe it, a live game. And it... <laughs> You were only on the way to Ibrox to watch it in a pub on the TV. No, no. You were definitely in there. Surprisingly, aye. What a boy. <laughs> you, were, you were part of the European record-breaking uh, fourth-tier attendance. I wasn't really sure what this record-breaking thing was all about. This argument it was a playoff final count. It was, right. it was uh, the highest attendance in Glasgow that day. <laughs> we'll stick with it, that. There was more people in Ibrox than any, uh, the other SPL games put together. In any of the games in Scotland, if, I heard. If, uh, uh, first second, right, I don't know. The, the figure I seen was definitely the, the SPL added on the other than then Ibrox was more than that. Like, you can expect that because that's always been the way. Celtic yeah. Park's full, it's going to have more people in it than anybody else in Scotland. If Ibrox is full, it's going to have more people in it than anybody else in Scotland. So, so the, the, the big question is, is it going to become a, a regular occurrence, this, or is this your one-off game of the season? I think it's going to be higher than a lot of games, but season tickets counts as looking pretty good. The top was it thirty three thousand on Saturday? They were saying. Aye. Uh, so but I mean, that's... went back on sale again today, so it'd be more than that. And as far as I know, season tickets gets counted as attendance, whether you turn up or not. So it's going to be a healthy figure every week, regardless was of it, how many. Was it was it sold out? Ah, uh, they called it a sellout, but I could have pointed to. Uh, was it far off? Was it forty nine thousand odd? And yeah. you want to hold up fifty and a bit. Aye, there was blocks of seats that that you if you sat in it you can't really see the pitch. There was nobody yeah. sitting in there. Yeah. Uh, there were still selling tickets outside, so they called that a sellout. But I think that was just simplifying things. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I'm not surprised um, that they've got that that big sort of crowd because when this whole debacle started, I said to people who knew who were Rangers supporters. Rangers will come out of this absolutely fine. Rangers are not the team that are going to be in trouble off the back of this. They have that huge support that they'll go in and they'll, they'll put big crowds in there in the third division and they'll make money off it. So it's not really a big surprise. What will be surprising is whether they maintain that level in December and January when it's a midweek game against um, who knows who. But certainly the early indications are that the supporters are coming out and buying their season tickets, which is a which is a massive boost. Yeah, East Stirling must have been bouncing after the getting the early penalty. Oh yeah. I, I don't think they were the only ones bouncing. I nearly crashed the car. <laughs> I was crashing myself laughing so much. That's just no fair. I turned up. I was, I was slightly late, so I actually missed the incident. But as I was walking to my seat, I looked up and I thought, oh, wait a minute, this isn't right. They're lining up for a penalty. <laughs> See, that that to me is just proof that it's not the same team as Rangers once were. Because apparently at Ibrox to the opposition, don't be daft, that never no, happened. No chance. You team. <laughs> how, was, uh, how was Ross County's ground, Chris? Have you, is that the first time you've been there since you put it, the stands in? It's the first time I've ever been to Ross County's ground, actually. It's, it looks like, uh, you know how a lot of the stadiums in Scotland now, they're just... They've ripped down the old ones, put new ones in their place. Flat it's pack. a flat pack job, aye, aye exactly. Aye. And they're just soulless. This what looks what Ross County. What they've done is they've taken what was there already, improved it without mm. removing the soul. Mm. So it's actually quite a nice wee ground now. It probably oh. helped that it was a beautiful sunny day when I was up there as well. I actually got a bit sunburn in my face. But, I uh, loved the. Um, I loved as the TV cameras were pointing across the park. You had the sort of big stand, and then to the left hand side, you had what looked like a like an airbed shelter with a couple aye. of holes cut in the front, with maybe. <laughs> 100 folk in it. Aye, the, 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 
old Skeletrics and the uh, Subutio stands you used to get, they used to just Aye. pop up and sit next to the pitch. It was, it was a wee spare bit, they just filled as a temporary stand and they put the Celtic fans in there. But I was lucky, I was behind the goal, so I wasn't too bad. But the, the, it looks, well, it's a nice wee place, it's big enough for what they need. It's, it's, it's going to be difficult for me to get another ticket up there. I've been, I went up there with one and managed to get another one from my wife, so she came with me. It was a, it was a day, was day this, trip out. This, this rumour I heard you were in the telly as well. That's oh, a rumour that sweeping that the west of Scotland. Uh, apparently when I was walking by the camera on ESPN and they were showing it and that's, well, I got spotted. You and I was also been doing the Congo. The Congo, not the Congo. <laughs> no, there was a few people commented. I was, there was a few people commenting how I was holding hands with my wife. Oh. Well, at least it was your wife. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. I imagine being caught with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that's all right, though. Good banter. And uh, we forgot to mention Scotland. They played on Wednesday night. Uh, Greg, oh, you'll, you'll obviously have been watching that one. F Scotland. I heard you about that as well. I was. I am. Um, that, that, that would have been a free ticket by any chance, would it? <laughs> you know me, Greg. If there's a free <laughs> ticket on offer, I'm there. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't booing Ian Black, though. No, I hope Nobody was doing Ian Black, apparently. Have you found anybody that's admitted that? My mate who was sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask him why he was booing? Because there seems to be about 15 different reasons why people were booing as well. Well, his reason is just because he doesn't like him after what he'd done to Yelovich. Ah, that's fair enough. Uh, Rangers fan booing him. Brilliant. <laughs> and there was a banner, actually, uh, Ibrox. What was it? Uh, Welcome to our world, Ian Black. Uh, nobody likes us, we don't care. Alright, well, well, we'll just see about you you don't care thing, because uh, as far as I heard, they were complaining about a Falkirk uh, announcer. Oh, they, they were. Apparently, apparently he announced uh, the the score at uh, the Sevco franchise five Easterlyshire one. Aye, he's he's for the sack. I said Green's got the wheels in motion. He's also after the party thistle after you dobbed him in the other week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see what happens. See, see this. No one likes us. We don't care. It's a fallacy. It's, it's like the most sensitive support in Scotland at the moment. Every little thing, it's, ah, I don't like it. Just, there's nothing wrong with being sensitive. I'm a sensitive guy. <laughs> Get a sense of humour. <laughs> it's, it's as bad as that cop at the, the Edinburgh Derby with the 5-1 thing. And like he's getting suspended and all sorts because the Habs fans found out and complained. So Get a sense of humour. See, I don't know. I've read a few folks saying that he could have incited a riot. And well, not the, not the, the heart end, couldn't he? He was at the heart end. Oh, I could get them all, all excitable, oh, jumping up and down. Oh, excited! <laughs> right, Chris, you suggested uh, a transfer fee. We're just going to skip the SFL today, then. Topic. Yeah. Oh, he's not done it again, has he? <laughs> he's not. He's not played that that uh, schedule again and no. made a roar. Oh, Greg, you might think I made that mistake. <laughs> But look, it says in my agenda it's got a brief SFL review. Aye, that was I talked brief. about Rangers and Easterland. And yeah, we even talked about Falkirk as well. <laughs> no, there's an important reason to bring this up, and I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Uh, quick, I'll just quickly run through the, the first division. It was a win for Cowden Beast at Dumbarton, Perth at Thistle at Dunfermline, Wraith Rovers at Falkirk, and annoyingly, there was a bet killer of Airdrie beating Livingston. Airdrie United mm. now top the first division. Very selfish. Uh, I know, alongside Wraith Rovers and Thistle as the only teams in the SFL with 100% records. So, added to Dundee United, there's now only four teams in Scotland that have won both games. Uh, the other game, it was Hamilton and Morton, that was a one-each draw. SFL 2, there's obviously no 100% record there. So, Alwar top with four points after beating Albion Rovers. 
join them for uh, as our Broth to beat Air United, Stennis Muir to beat Brecon, and Queen of South drew with his Fife. Forfar uh, beat Stranraer in the other match, but the real news, and this is why I was bringing up the SFL, uh, was that Gordon Jury was revealed as being uh, recovering after he collapsed after his game. He's currently manager of East Fife. Uh, and I'd just like to wish him all the best in his recovery from whatever it was that caused him to collapse. Yeah, I, I assume here. As I mentioned on the, I think it was the forum, that he, he played the full 90 minutes, I'm sure, against AC Milan, the Legends game. So he's, he must still be a fit guy. Yeah, it must be. It's, it's worrying that we, this happens. It's just, I mean, you think that somebody's really fit. I mean, it happens to, what, um, Amber, who had to retire after his collapse in the pitch. Aye, He's they, a really fit guy. Aye, they tell you to exercise and, and that'll, you'll be alright, but it's just luck, isn't it? I put it down to an allergic reaction to something I was reading tonight. Oh, is it? That what it was? That's, that's what they were saying. The ring. His son tweeted that it was a, an allergic reaction, but I don't know what to... Um, but that's certainly what they were, what they were suggesting. That's well, interesting. That's... At his stage in life, you'd think he'd, he'd pretty narrow down what he was allergic to. It's right, probably the half, the half bottle of vodka he'd quaffed half time. <laughs> allergic to that. Good news as he's doing well, so watch him ah, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, if, he's li- quite... if he's listening. <laughs> aye. Of course he's listening. Did you Does know he ran through the shout outs? Oh, I said, I'll get a shout out. Right, I'll write that in the agenda. Shout out to Gordon Jury. <laughs> Aye, so in, in Division 3, which is where it's at, Chris, you know that. Division 3, where it's at, yep. Uh, again, no 100% record uh, after the obvious Sevco franchise win. But, uh, but currently currently top suspended. of the third division. You're yep. suspended, uh, Chris. <laughs> they're joined with the team that they drew last week, Peterhead, who yep. managed to beat Clyde. Queen's Park drew with Montrose, thanks to two late goals. Uh, and Elgin City were the other team who scuppered the bet by beating Sterling Albion. Yeah. Uh, the other game saw Annan Athletic edge out Rangers 3-2. Right. Yes, Rangers. <laughs> Rangers. When, 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 when Glasgow Rangers died, Berwick Rangers get to be called Rangers now. Is that it? Just, just Rangers. I'm hearing uh, Rangers are going on their travels. Somebody <laughs> called it a European adventure next week. <laughs> I finally get to play in England. I'm almost <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Aye. Right. Moving on to the, the, the transfer fees that you wanted to bring up. I, I assume it's with the, the latest news of Key. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was just a kind of topic about the whole value of football players as a whole, and more importantly for us in Scotland, the difference between the English market and the Scottish market. Because obviously what we're hearing tonight is, originally Key was meant to be going to Swansea for £5 million. That seems to have risen up a bit. It seems to now be about £6.5 million, and um, somewhere along the line there's... Uh, maybe add-ons as well, which could take that even higher. So £6.5 isn't bad for a player in Scotland. I mean, when you compare it to which went before, uh, we had like Craig Bryson last last year went for three hundred and fifty thousand for Kilmarnock. Chris Maguire, who's a great prospect for Aberdeen, four hundred thousand for the Derby. The sort of odd one out there was like David Goodwillie going for two million for to Blackburn. But when you consider what some of the English prices are getting paid at the moment, I mean, uh, Jack Rodwell's went to Man City for twelve million pounds. Joe Allen, who is Joe Allen, fifteen million pound at Liverpool. Yeah. You go further afield, you start talking thirty-two million for Eden Hazard. Chelsea bought another guy called Oscar for twenty-five. Van Persie's at Man United for twenty-four. Uh, but further down, Arsenal have replaced uh, by Kazorla for sixteen and a half. Podolski for eleven. So some of these players, you know the names, and you can expect it to be quite high. But then you start going further and further down, you think, are they any better than the likes of David Goodwillie for two million? Sean Maloney's been pretty good for Wigan. 
Celtic you got a million pound for him. It's all yeah. the kind of there's a big difference between money gets paid between English and English clubs and even English to the bigger leagues in, in Europe and what the English pay for uh, Scottish players and players playing in Scotland, obviously. I think it's just I think it's because they know they can get away with it. I think they they know that we'll just accept, especially when you're looking outside the old firm. What club can really reject a bid coming in? Even Dundee United, they they tried to play hardball with Goodwillie, but but they knew they had to buckle at some point. And two million, that's pitiful for a guy who, I don't know, you you, you could maybe say he's comparable to Andy Carroll. Uh, when Andy Carroll, he only had, was it one good season in the championship? Pretty much. Uh, in fact, Gary Hooper was another. Gary Hooper example. outscored them yeah. that season. Yeah. So I, I think, think they know I they think get away Charlie Adam was up there as well. From what I remember, like they were kind of top three scorers in the league that year. Yeah. So you had Charlie Adam at a good team. You had Andy Carroll at a good team. Both teams got promoted that season, and then you had Scunthorpe and Neil get relegated, but didn't thanks to Gary Hooper's goals. Yeah. And yet you're, you're looking at thirty-five million for Andy Carroll six months later. Uh, Charlie Adam went for something mental as well. I can't remember exactly what the figure was, but it was eighteen million or something. Charlie Adam. I Charlie Adam. Went, I, th- I thought it was about twelve. Was it 12? I mean, it was something excessive for what comparatively speaking to what uh, Hooper was bought for at Celtic. I mean, Celtic stole him. Yeah, yeah. But then they're still, like, even when he was getting linked with, was it Southampton, I think, was linked with him, they were still talking about like, five, six million. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, Stephen Davis went for about 800 grand? Now that's, can, even, funny even when that, you factor in the fact that the, there was the deals with, with the, the contracts with Rangers and the whole. Uh, Duff and Phelps having to reduce the cost thing. Eight hundred thousand is a steal. Yep, yep. Oh, he came on and he, he scored. Uh, he was on for right. only a few minutes on Sunday. Uh, it was a good goal. Not something that I've seen very much of. To be honest, he, he got the odd goal for Rangers, but not like that. Outside of the box, I think it was. It wasn't a bullet per se, but uh, it was. It was alright. The problem I've got. Sorry, Chris. The problem no, I've got no, Scotland is. Out with Rangers and Celtic, we don't have clubs that can compete with anybody in the EPL or anybody in the Championship. Yep. We're we are at a par with League One clubs, possibly, and that's that's at the higher end of the SPL table. Because you look at it, last week, Motherwell had, had two bids made for, one for Nicky Law and one for Sean Hutchison. The bid for Nicky Law from a League One club was £100,000, and the bid for Hutchison was 250000 from a Championship club. And I mean... Both of these figures, in terms of the players that you're trying to buy, are, are ridiculous. But those would have been offers that would have been seriously considered by Motherwell, and that's that's the depressing point of this. These English teams come up here and pluck players because they know they can get them for a song, because yeah. the clubs up here just cannot afford to turn that sort of money down. I mean, Motherwell knock these bids back because they're just—I mean—they're laughable, especially the one for Hutchison. I mean, turning fifty thousand pounds is, is is a joke. Nicky Law as well. I mean, who do you who do you replace for a hundred thousand pounds? You've got absolutely no chance. Well, in, in fact, we're talking about transfer fees here, but but who in Scotland's actually spending money? No, exactly. who, who's paying transfer fees in Scotland? You know, yep. it just it just doesn't happen. This, this summer alone, there has been one transfer that's actually involved a confirmed sum of money, and that, even that was Fraser Forster, who we already agreed last season. But after the end of his loan, we wanted to keep him at two million. Yep. Yep. Was it Hearts haven't signed anybody, or did they make one during the week? Uh, ah, they're saying that keeper. Aye, aye, they've signed a keeper. That's what I... Oh, Enkelman. Enkelman. <laughs> aye, 
That's a big signing for you, right there. Oh, that's, that's a disaster, isn't it? Dear <laughs> me. That's your summer signing. I feel a bit sorry for, for McLean because it sounds as though he was maybe promised some sort of money to try and reinvest into the squad and it, it doesn't look as though it's happened yet. Now, maybe off the back of the Liverpool games, that might free up some resource, but at the moment it looks as though he's, he's not really getting any sort of money to try and freshen things up. Are they due a fair whack from, the, uh, from that game, the, Aye, the Liverpool they, they, game? I, I think the um, I think it's it's sold out at, at Tynecastle. They're due TV money as well. They get to keep the home gate. I think it's somewhere in the region of a million pounds, give or take. They're getting a hundred and sixty-eight thousand for uh, for each match from TV. A mm-hmm. uh, hundred thousand from UEFA for participating plus ticket sales. Oh, the yep. ticket prices were ridiculous though, from what I seen. Was it not? Was it not forty-five quid? Aye. Did I make that up? Forty-five quid. That was the top price, but aye, forty-five pound. That's Ridiculous. just aye. That's Seriously. too much. I can understand them doing it because they're trying to get as much money as possible out of their own fans. But all they're doing with that one is fleecing the folk that uh, give them money every week, and also at the same time rejecting the possibility of any neutrals going along because it's a European game. Because I, I would possibly consider going to Tynecastle to go and watch uh, Hearts and Liverpool, but not at that price. I think they're only getting uh, a couple of thousand at Anfield. Aye, they, they won't get a big, they won't get a big allocation down there. Which is strange because I wouldn't have thought that they would have sold out. I just didn't think there would be that much interest from Liverpool. At this stage, oh. it's unusual, eh? Yeah. I can't, well, they're big in their European campaigns in Liverpool, but the qualifying round in the Europa League isn't really their kind of standard. Yeah, but that kind of moves us on. Quite nicely, unless you wanted to talk a wee bit more about transfer fees, but I thought I'd move us on to the European. No, I think we're all in agreement, it just sucks. <laughs> we can't really Aye, do it. I, the only other thought I had lines of, was the fact that what, it, but it's a double blow because what we can't do is compete with the wages as well. So, like, you know, I mean, Motherwell could get, could very well turn in and say, yeah, we'll reject 100,000 bid, but then what if the player comes along and goes, no, hang on, I'm getting to treble my wages if I go there, yeah. I like to go. Yeah, and then hands are tied. You kind of need to accept the, the hundred thousand, even though yeah. it's the players worth. I mean, we we tried to get a guy last season, um, and we lost out to Fleetwood. And okay, I know I know there's a wee bit of money in that club as well. But I mean, come on, who's who's honestly picking Fleetwood over an SPL side? And it came down to wages at the end of the day. They were prepared to offer double what we were going to offer the guy to play in the SPL. Right. Absolutely no chance. I mean, you can see it up here as well, because obviously Rangers are forking out for wages for players. There's players going down to the third division who really shouldn't be playing that level, but are going there because they know they can go with Rangers, they'll get the money with it, and it's money that they can't get off any other club in Scotland. That's the prestige for playing the, for the best team in the country. There, there is an element of being able to say, yeah, we came up with the leagues with Rangers as well. I can understand that. But ah, aye, they're getting offered uh, they're getting paid to seven, seven grand for some of them. Maybe Sandaza, seven grand I heard, or was it Black? In that region anyway. Aye, I mean, like, okay, they're, they're coming up with the prestige, but they're also getting paid for the privilege of uh, having to slum it in the leagues a few seasons. Yep, yeah. Aye, so moving on to the, the European games coming up, we've got a, a busy week. We've got Helsingborg. I'm not sure if you pronounce the, the S at the end. Only only if you're putting IF at the end of it, apparently. And if you drop the IF, it's just Helsingborg. It's only if. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the F is there, it's an S. If, if. Right. If, if, S. So they're, they're playing Celtic and it's on STV. That is indeed. That's a great thing for us. We can all watch it and no need to pay per view and... Pay for channels we don't usually watch any other time of the season. 
could just watch it in the, the regular telly and maybe see what STV have got going for them. I mean, they seem to have some big plans for this, so hopefully they're going to do a good job with it. Yep. Was the last one yeah. the Brazil game? Uh, the, when Scotland went down to Wembley? Was that the last uh-huh. time they had a live game? Keep it right, eh? It's been a while since any of us were in the, the Champions League group stages, so keep it right. It could be Scotland, Brazil. Yeah, I hope STV keep us going and, and keep stepping up with showing a bit of football because I think, just judging by their, their website and the guys that are on Twitter, the STV guys are really, they're on the ball with their football so it'd be good to see an alternative to uh, Rob McLean in sports scene to be honest Ah, uh, but you know what I'm, I was saying last week, Greg, I'm not a big fan of their adverts and their SPL highlights mm. I know, I, 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 I get that as well, but I mean if they're showing live games I mean you're only going to have to sit through an advert at half time so uh, if that's the if that's the payoff, um in terms of getting to see live football without having to pay Sky or ESPN or one of these other money-grabbing organisations, then it's a, it's a small price to pay. So I think it's I think it's time we had a wee bit of competition for for um, BBC as well, you know, especially in Scotland because right. they've kind of they've kind of ran the um, road to roost for a wee while, and I think they've maybe got a wee bit complacent. So it'd be good to see them freshen it up a wee bit with yep, exactly. some of the younger guys involved. I kind of miss the days of when you used to watch sports scene at like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night and then on Sunday you get sports, you get Scott Sport and SCB Scott Sport, Sport with your dinner. How have we got to the point that in Scotland you used to be able to have seen all the games by about 6 o'clock on a Sunday and now it's 6 o'clock on a Sunday before you can see any of them? See, I, I heard that, and this was a few seasons ago so I don't know if it's still the case, but I heard that there's always been a, a Saturday evening package for highlights, but it was basically, it priced everybody out bidding for it. And oh. they decided that they would rather get the, was it, it used to be a Monday evening, wasn't it? That they had the highlights and yes. then they moved it to Sunday. So that's what I heard anyway. I, I don't know if that's changed, but it, it would be disappointing if they were priced out the Saturday night because that's ideal for me. It's high time they brought that back because you look at the crowds at um TV crowds that likes a match of the day, even the the, you know, the football league show that's on after. I'll sit and watch a football league show, even though I've got little or no interest in what's happening in that league. But if they were to pop the sports scene or, or Scottish sport on a Saturday night, I think they'd I think they'd pull big numbers. Yeah, I, the only problem is the games on a Sunday. That's maybe yeah. that's the problem. There's, a, there's yeah. more and more we're getting games on a Sunday instead of a Saturday. At which point you can't watch it on a Saturday. Yeah, now they do the match of the day too. They handle that. Yeah. Although it's different in England, isn't it? Because you get more games on a Sunday. Ah, there's, there's more to cover. Match of Day 2, they do the summary for the, the Saturday and stuff. See, I, that's so. the thing. I tend to watch Match of the Day 2 and not watch Match of the Day. Because then Match of the Day 2 has got pretty much... It's got everything except the Monday night game on it. Ah. Which ended Wonder Everton, by the way. Is it finished? Ah, it has, aye. Superb. Aye, Fellaini with the only goal and probably got man of the match as well. <laughs> <laughs> You'd uh, need to be listening to the outtakes to get that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> prior to the, the podcast recording, I mentioned how somebody was on Twitter and he seemed he was stupid enough to have put twenty pound on Fellaini getting man the match, and I says there's no chance he'll get that unless he scores a goal. <laughs> there you are. Somebody's laughing. He would have got about fourteen to one, something like that. See, so wouldn't have been in, wouldn't have been anywhere near the favourites. Probably get here of the match. Well, close, close to getting here of the match because Rooney's up there. <laughs> right, you so, must have a quiff by about now. <laughs> he's loving it. He really is loving the hair. Uh, Soon I'll have grown it enough that can cover his face. Be fine. <laughs> he's a handsome man. Right, Helsingborg with AS versus Celtic. Right, do you think that can 
Celtic can get anything for this tie, or are they just relying on the home game? Uh, I don't know. I'm a bit, I mean, I know Helsingborg have just signed a new guy to replace their outgoing striker. I think it was from Bogerson, his name was. For some reason, he was on loan, and then they tried to buy him, and then they got, he jumped in there and got him instead. So they've replaced him with somebody else, so his name I haven't caught yet. So he can, he's a complete unknown. But Helsingborg are mid-season, just like HJK or Sinky were. Uh, they're a decent team. I mean, they're champions of Sweden. They're not top of the league, but they're still challenging for the title in the, the Swedish league. I think they'll give us a good game. We'll need to be our best to beat them. Whether we will be, I don't know, because we have, we've not really been at our best in the domestic competition in the We've saved our decent performances for Europe. Right. So who knows? I mean, it's also going to depend if we've got our, uh, our injured strikers back. Yeah, I don't think Stokes is going to make it, but the I don't think he is, even travelled. I don't think he travelled, now. The talk is Hooper will play, uh, and I think James Forrest's there as well. So there's a couple more attacking options along with the likes of Samaras and uh, Chris Commons. So we'll see what we get. But I mean, I, if we can get a score draw there, I'll be delighted. If we can get any more than that, I'll be surprised. If I, I want to say if we get beat 2-1, it'll be fine. But we beat HDK Helsinki 2-1 in the first leg and look how that finished. Yeah. So, so I, you, I, I think we're in a good chance. But. It's not even the, the biggest game on the Tuesday night because Rangers are playing Falkirk in the, the Harry Ramsden <laughs> Derry Cup. It's not the Harry Ramsden's <laughs> Cup. It's the Ramsden's Cup. <laughs> are you accepting that it's the Diddy Cup though? <laughs> No, no, to me, the League Cup's the Diddy Cup. This is the Diddy yeah. Cup. I, I am high. <laughs> aye. Uh, well, uh, we I'm just going to make it brief, but uh, Rangers are going to struggle on that, I think. I think that, is that... Because that, I know you drew Falkirk in the League Cup as well. I know. So, what one's the home one and what one's the away one? The This is away. Right, the home this, one this, must this be a League Cup, one. which they're ah, saying right, about right. £13. I've seen signs at Ibrox. But anyway, I, th- I think that, uh, Rangers are going to struggle here. Uh, I still think that they'll have enough because I think that they've got so much quality. But Falkirk showed last season that on their day they could they could beat us. Ah, you say that, but Falkirk haven't had exactly started the league well. They beat us on the first day and lost to uh, Race Rovers on Saturday there. So Falkirk are looking a wee bit shaky start of the season. Having said that, I think they played two of the best teams in the league. That probably didn't help. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We were not talking about European football a minute ago. <sighs> we were, so how have we got that he's diddies and govern? Forget your European <laughs> football. You get three years before you get to talk about European football. So get back on track. <laughs> All right, the agenda. Big, the big teams and right. the big games. Come on. I get to just squeeze in Rangers banter. Falkirk and Rangers. Right. There's a fair All right, man. we'll move on to the. <laughs> we'll move on to a European tie. Motherwell. <laughs> now we're talking. Thursday. <laughs> thing is, nobody's interested. We may as well just skip over the Motherwell game because it's Hearts Liverpool that folk will be talking about know, the Thursday. Know, I, do you know what the sad reality is? You're absolutely spot on. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I think that's wrong. I I, I disagree with that because I would much rather watch Mullerwell and Levante than uh, watch some mid-table nonsense playing mid-table nonsense. <laughs> After getting beaten 3-0, was it West Brom? Aye. The mighty West, West Brom. Hump. <laughs> Aye, humped, exactly. I'll, that'll teach him to sack a legend like Kenny Douglas. Aye. Right, uh, give us a wee quick prediction for the Motherwell game, Greg. Are you expecting any goals for Motherwell? Nah, I don't. I, I mean, we, we didn't really threaten Panthers and Icos. I, I mean, I'm kind of hoping we maybe, we maybe show a wee bit more going forward. But again, I don't think MD's underestimating Levante and, and, um, and the quality they've got on their side as well. So I think it's going to be a wee bit more of the same. A lot of huffing and puffing for Motherwell and trying to keep the score um, relatively uh, relatively respectful. I'd, I'd love to see us get a goal because that was the only thing missing from the Panthers and Icos game 
um, was was us getting a goal at some point to try and sort of um, spur the team on a wee bit, and it just didn't happen. So I'd love to see a score, and um, you know maybe put a wee bit of pressure on. But I mean, like like the Pathfinder's game, it's going to be a big big ask over over two legs, and uh, I don't think anybody around about these parts is getting the getting their hopes up too much. But I think, I think they're due a decent crowd again. So from Mullerow's point of view, this is all, all this stuff is just positive. It's just money in the bank and European games. And there's a wild rumour that James McFadden's going to be appearing and all this sort of stuff. So it's quite good just now um, to be to even to be talking about European football at this stage of the season. But in terms of expectations, I think um, I think we go uh, more in hope than, than the expectation, to be honest. I think uh, I think if we get a draw out the first leg, it'll be a great result to give us a, a chance for the, the away tie. We extra point for the coefficient with a draw as well, so aye, that'd yeah. be great. Aye, that would be all right. I'll tell you what, the, the James McFadden thing's interesting. I'd love to see him back in Scotland. And I'd love to see him get fit and get back to playing for the Scottish national team as well. Yep, oh, I agree, yeah. Aye, he's an exciting player. He's frustrating and he really annoys me sometimes with his greed. But... His quality on his day. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd heard on Friday um, from from a, from a source that's been really good in the past that it was it's more or less a done deal. He was going to be signing until um, December, uh, and it was to be announced today. But the fact there's nothing come out today, maybe um, I, I'm not saying it puts a kibosh on it, but I think a lot of people are expecting to hear something sort of sooner rather than later. So if there's nothing being been said and it might not be happening but I mean McCall came out in his press conference on, um, on Friday I think and, and more or less stated that we're talking to him and I don't I don't see him doing that unless he has some sort of inkling that a deal might be in the offing because otherwise he's just going to be left with a lot of egg in his face but um, I mean I don't like I said to you on Twitter Craig I, I'm kind of I'm kind of 50-50 spot on it I wouldn't want to see him coming back and tarnishing the reputation that he had when he left mm-hmm. Um, and by the same token, if he comes in, I'm not sure who he displaces in the side as well. Because who do you leave out to play James McFadden? I'm I, I'm not convinced he would be an automatic choice as a start. Um, but I think he would be it would be a great option on the bench um, to maybe come on in, in certain games and, and try and do something. But I don't know. As I say, I'm not sure if it's going to happen now. Because I was kind of expecting to hear the day whether or not it was it was a goal or not. The fact there's been nothing said maybe suggests that it's maybe not as um, as likely a prospect as we thought it was on Friday, mm-hmm. but I, I'd love it. It would, it would it would boost the attendances. It would put a few uh, a few numbers in the um, on the attendances and get people back to the game. And if he could recapture even fifty percent of what he had when he left, it would be it'd be great for Motherwell fans to see him back in the Claret Amber. So what about the the other tie, Hearts against Liverpool. Can Hearts get anything despite no. Liverpool being rubbish? No. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I think Liverpool are, despite the result of the weekend, I think the sort of gulf between those two leagues and those two teams might just um, might just come back to on Hearts a wee bit. I, I think the worry for Hearts is going to be the fact that uh, Zalajukis went off uh, at half time injured and is struggling to be ready for this. And then you've seen the difference between Hearts first half and Hearts second half. They struggled against ten men, so if they're yeah. struggling against ten men, Inverness, what they going to do against Inver- uh, Liverpool? Aye. Ah, you're right. You're For the right. way McGlynn was talking, yeah, he seems to think that it's all about the second leg, so I can see him going out fairly defensive in this and just basically try to squeeze out a draw and, and hope they can snatch something. Well, I think when you look at what Tottenham did to him ah, last season, the, the last, the last yeah. thing they want is, is a repeat of that because that first 20 minutes of that half was an absolute demolition. Yeah. So, uh, so I could be reading between the lines, but I think it's going to be a defensive 
formation for them and defensive approach. Has that been picked else. up? Is it ESPN? No, picked I up. Thought, I, th- I thought it was STV again. Have STV not got this one too? Has it? I might, I, might be, I might be making that up. I, I had a feeling um, STV had this one. I might be talking nonsense. I, I don't know, to be honest. don't know myself. No, sorry, I don't know. Well, moving on then. The Paul Band charity bet. We've mentioned that we've lost. We, uh, we had Dundee United to beat Dundee. That obviously came in. Livingston to beat Airdrie. That didn't. Airdrie won 2-0. Sterling to beat Elgin. Elgin won that 3-1. Rangers to beat East Stirling. Uh, Chris was cheering on Rangers from what I hear, and they did. They, they pulled through to win five oh. one. Uh, yeah. Let's clarify this. See, when I was laughing and nearly crashing my car, there was that momentary realization where I went, "Oh no, that's going to screw the bet," and that was as close as I got to actually caring. <laughs> well, I'm reading between the lines, but I think you really wanted Rangers to win. It's for charity, Chris. Says, you you can't win here either. You say you didn't want charity to win. Or you say you were you were supporting well, Rangers. <laughs> I I expected Rangers to win. I didn't even want them to win, but I just expected them to. And they did. They won five one. So even despite going a goal behind. Yep. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> right, Greg. Pressure's on you. You're going to choose mm-hmm. this this week, and I'm telling you, you better win something. I've had um, I've had a night to think about. It. I've studied the odds. Good. I've uh, in recognition that McBookie's fantastic gesture with the. With the charity bet, I've opened a McBookie account. Oh, I'm telling and, you, uh, I'm telling you, that's what I, it's all about. In support of them, I squandered twenty quid on Saturday, right up the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> on the ridiculous coup, uh, I took my tips with Paul Band, telling me there were four certainties and one of them came up. <sighs> so I'm not listening to Paul Band again. That's him. Um, that's him um, uh, consigned to the bin. But I've picked four results. Right, from good. the first, second, and third division. So my first pick is mm-hmm. Partick. Partick Thistle at home to Dumbarton. Good bet. I've also gone for Queen of the South at home to Albion Rovers. Yep. Right. I've gone for Air United at home to Forfar. Right. And my last one, and this was the one I was going to leave out, but I've gone for Peterhead at home to Queen's Park. <sighs> That was the one I was I was swathering over. I can see why you're swathering over that one. That's going to be tight. Nice. But I've gone. I've chucked my I've chucked my hat in the ring. I've gone. I've gone for it. Fortune favours the brave. Maybe not charity, but the brave. Right. So for that, you are getting you got a ten pound bet, and you get a return of fifty six pounds seventy pence. Exactly that, boy. Right. That's what that's what I'm liking. You know what? I'm just going to email McBookie and see. You may as well just pay out just now. Might as well, I think. See, see if you're listening to this and you're short a couple of bob, go and dip the wife's purse or into the kids' banks or go and get the family silver and take it into cash converters and get your money on that bet. Get your money on that coupon. It is it is guaranteed to come up. Well, if you're going to pawn stuff, don't take it cash converters. Take it to Ramsden's. Take oh. it to Ramsden's. Oh, Ramsden's, that's right. <laughs> there you are, aye. Or, Greg, if they they want more chance of winning, they could go the opposite. They, they could, could go and bet fair and lay it. Exactly, they could lay it in Betfair as well. Aye, Cover see, your bets. To be honest, I'd lay it. Aye. In fact, no, because then they'd be going to Betfair and they should have be going to McBookie. Oh, McBookie. Aye, yep. Got to go on McBookie. Give your money to McBookie. Aye. Right, thanks for that, Greg. And, well, I shouldn't really be saying thanks because I don't know if, I, if it's come up yet. If it comes up, thanks. If it doesn't, then you know, you've let us you know. Oh, no, I don't think we're out of Bowery. No, right. 
you know, you know it's a certainty. You stick your fifty pence on a Saturday, right. and you'll be you'll be two pound fifty up. That's the, that's the kind of thing I like to hear. You can buy a lot of tenants or Fosters or whatever as you're drinking. Well, normally normally it's tenants, but tonight it's Fosters. It's all right to be honest. You can buy your own body weight for two pound fifty. Right, so that's us. Last week I would have closed the podcast at this point, but no, I've remembered <laughs> it's predictions time. And looking back on last week, Chris, you managed to get the Kelly Motherwell game spot on. I did, that's amazing. All right, and John managed to get the Dundee United Dundee game spot on. But you're still not doing too good. No, because my other results were wrong. Aye. I'm doing alright, I'm falling away a bit, but Johnny Chop and Robert Kelly are on 20 points apiece at the top. I'm at 12 points, I'm joint 15th, and where are you Chris? No idea, probably behind you. Oh, you've got 11 points, that's rubbish. Oh, it's, it's no far behind you though. It's as if Greg's not even playing, he's only on 4 points. <laughs> you kid, 4 points? You kid me on. That's, I think there's something up with your, uh, your algorithm that works these points at. Oh, it's, it's bulletproof. <laughs> There's no way, yeah. no way anyone could dodge my code. I'm going to start taking it seriously. Except for this Sean Smith 07 who's managed to join our mini league somehow. <laughs> <laughs> He's hacked it. He's hacked it. I blame the writer. <laughs> Whoever wrote the code, Greg, you must have gave him the, the secret password. <laughs> right, so we'll go through predictions for this coming weekend's games. The first one is Inverness against Celtic. And Celtic, uh, it's on Saturday, it's on lunchtime. Yep, Just, another early kickoff up north. What is going on? Are you going? I don't have a ticket for this one, unfortunately. Right, okay, I'm going to go for a tight one. I'm going to go 1-0 Celtic. I am going to 2-1 Celtic because I'm still no certain we're going to be breaking teams doing that well but I don't think Inverness are as well uh, drilled as Ross County are so I think we'll edge them at 2-1 yeah. 2-0 Celtic for me Inverness are pony and trap and then Dundee against Ross County I think it's going to be an away victory here I just don't think Dundee are up to it I know that Dundee United were good at the weekend but aye, Dundee is disappointing me I'm going to go 2-1 Ross County aye, Dundee's still looking for their first goal I didn't think Dundee done too badly in the derby. They just didn't take chances the same way that Dundee United did. So I think they'll be they'll be a shout in this game. But again, Ross County looks solid. So I'm going with two 0 Ross County. Aye, I like I like the look of Ross County as well. I mean, I think they'll be they're going to be difficult to beat at home. It'll be interesting to see what they do on the road as well. Whether they come out and maybe um, push a wee bit further forward. But yeah, Dundee even at this early stage of the season look as though they're um, they're not really on the pace of the SPL. Right, so Greg's just been cut off from the call, so we'll just leave his prediction, we'll pick out when he comes back. The next game up is Hibs against St Johnson, and I don't know what's going on, Hibs managed to get a victory. Is that boost for their derby draw? I'm, I'm convinced that I think they, they took the, the one each draw as something good out of the Hearts game and then went with it, and then they looked pretty good against St Mirren. Uh, especially Lee Griffiths, he seems to be the, the man that's making them tick at the moment, so if he can keep on form, then they're going to be doing pretty well. Uh, conversely, St. Johnson haven't really got going yet. You're uh, right, yeah. It's a know. strange one, I'm not too sure. Uh, so, well, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Hibs. I'm just... Aye, uh, I'm, I'm going to go I'm going 2-0. 2-0 Hibs? Yep. Right, 
Greg, going back a bit, what, did, what was your score for Dundee Ross County? I said uh, I said two 0 Ross County as well. Right, okay. And I had a whole spiel as well, and it's obviously dropped off. I had some great banter. It saves me having to cut it out, to be honest. Uh, right, so Hibs St Johnson. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, St Johnson are struggling. Um, I'm going to go two one Hibs. Good choice. Kelly against Dundee United, and away victory two 0 Dundee United for me. Right, I'm thinking they might struggle down the right, depending on what happens with the appeal for Johnny Russell, because he'll be suspended. Oh, if he's that. the one that makes him tick. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they win it, because I don't think it was much in that. He didn't kick out. But I wouldn't be surprised if, I know, that's the thing, I would not be surprised if SFA go, no, I ref right, just because they sent each of them off, and no, well, you could technically say it was a, a violent conduct thing, they're both out, so. I wouldn't be surprised if they're missing Russell for this game. And I think if they're missing Johnny Russell, they're going to be struggling to get goals. Even though they've got like, the likes of Daly and they've got Gunning got on the score sheet the weekend there and they've still. Mm-hmm. Is Gary McKay Stephen injured? Did I hear? I don't know. He was up in the stand for a game yesterday. Right. He's watching it for, for the stands yesterday, so I must be. I, I don't think the United look quite as good with Russell. And I think I think that's a bit of a draw with it being a away game. One each. Um. I, 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 know, I hear what you're saying. If Russell's out, they might struggle a wee bit, but I, st- I still think they've got enough in their tank um, to beat Kilmarnock. I've, I've, I've not really been that impressed with Kilmarnock and watching the highlights of the Motherwell game. They didn't really offer that much going forward, so <sighs> might be tight. 1-0, 1-0 Dundee United. Right. Two games on Sunday because of the Europa League qualifiers. We've got Aberdeen against Hearts, and I think I'm going to go for the European hangover. Even though Hearts aren't doing the travelling, I'm going to go for a home victory 1-0 to Aberdeen. I'm going to go one better. I'm going 2-0 Aberdeen because I think Aberdeen are looking pretty good at the moment. Yep. I think Hearts, they're just, yeah, they're alright. But that extra tough battle they're going to have in Europe, especially if they're going to do what you say and defend for 90 minutes, then I think they'll struggle against Aberdeen, especially up there. 2-0. Aye, it pains me to say it, but like you, Chris, I, I think Aberdeen are looking good this season. I think Craig Brown's finally got them moulded into the type of squad that he wants, and they look as though they're going to be difficult, uh, difficult opposition. And again, Hearts. I'm just uh, you look at Saturday's result there, and um, you, you know, end up drawing with Inverness. I, I think they're a wee bit short of confidence at the moment. So I'm going to go for an emphatic three-nil victory for Aberdeen. <laughs> I think it could be. I think it could be uh, a good one for them. You're turning into a bit of a Bruins supporter. Listen, this is why I've got four points to predict her. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a coincidence, you know. Wild predictions. Right, the next one up's Motherwell, St Mirren. I know I mentioned a European hangover in the, the game previous to this, but I don't think Motherwell will, will suffer as badly. I think that it's going to be a draw, 1-1. See, I think they might struggle again. Motherwell looked look better, certainly against the... Uh, Kamarnock at the weekend there, but with European tie, they're going to be having a tough one against Levante. St Mirren are pretty good with the draws. <laughs> and uh, th- this is probably my two favourite keepers in the league. It's got uh, Darren Randolph and Craig Sampson, and they're usually pretty good, so I would not be surprised if I saw nothing each draw. Uh, I'm going to go 3 0 Motherwell, McFadden hat trick. <laughs> That's optimism. That's another donation to McBookie there, if you're putting ah, that listen, there. Listen, we're going to leather them. We're going to leather uh, St Mirren, because I think we've kind of stuttered a wee bit at the start of the season, and European football's maybe taking our eye off the ball a bit, but on Saturday we looked as though we're getting back to playing the type of football that um, we did last season, so um, 
I really don't like St Mirren, so I 3 0. Right. So that's us done the, the predictions for the weekend. And before before we wrap it up, I want like to give that shout out to Gordon Jury for listening. <laughs> Get well soon, Gordon. I get well soon and thanks for listening. I hear he, he signed up to iTunes. The podcast available on iTunes. <laughs> you could subscribe via that. You could you could just visit scottishfootballforums.co.uk and get the podcast via that. If you wanted to really get involved in the banter on the forum, you've got forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. You can Does sign. that mean you could get it some? You could get the podcast somewhere new as well now. I'm telling you, the podcast <laughs> is <That was> seamless. <laughs> HMV are interested, but you can get it via football podcasts. I'm telling you, it is everywhere. You can't get away from the podcast. I heard. Uh, I heard John Gordon Jury that seizure on Saturday because he listened to last week's podcast and you missed it. The predictions. Uh, I'm, hearing that's, I'm hearing that's why the seizure. Couldn't believe it. I looked at the time of the call and it was it was quite long, but I'd forgotten that we'd had a wee bit of chat before we started recording. Yeah, I'm blaming JB. I'm blaming him. His it, fault. It was probably my fiftieth episode, and still I was making schoolboy errors. I was making mistakes with SPL and STV and so on, and uh, it was very amateurish. So I've decided to act a wee bit professional this week and really step up my game. So we better wrap up because I'm needing a piss after him. He's too. Let's get into my common catchphrase and some of the podcasts I work on. Thanks for coming on, both of you. Hopefully, see you again next week. Indeed. Fingers crossed. And thanks for listening to a handful of listeners. What about about six now? Well, Gordon Jury made it seven. Ah, magnificent seven. Right, cheers. Speak to you next week. Right, cheers. See you later. Thank you.